Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from planar pirates to pouches of poison. And today, we're talking about pixies and sprites. All right, Brian. Here at the Dungeon Cast, we're proud. We're proud to be presenting to you and ha- proud to have you listening. What are we talking about today, Will? Today we're talking about pixies and sprites, Brian. Um, and this is kind of our first uh, foray in- back into the Fae in a while. I guess satyrs, which wasn't too long ago, but like I think we, f- I feel like we talked about satyrs more in like a prime material plane. Yeah, yeah, they more seemed so more Fey adjacent than they're fae. Fae adjacent. Yeah, I mean they do live in the Fey, but yeah, we we definitely talked about them in a Fey adjacent way. But yeah. Pixies and Sprites <laughs> are pretty. It doesn't get more Fey than a fairy. I mean, yeah. So okay, let's get into it. I, I I would argue like a dryad is like super duper Fey too. Yeah, but I mean, literally the word Fey is in the name of fairy, so it's hard to get more Fey than they are. They are fairy stories. The fairy. What? They're fairy stories. Indeed they are. Okay, so that that I don't actually know much about these guys. I, I used one in a campaign one time. And I would say you actually used one fairly accurately. Okay. Um, with well, there's again, there's a difference between pixies and sprites, and we're gonna get into it. Okay, yeah. So let's, let's do get it. into it. In Dungeons in Dungeons and Dragons, Pixies and Sprites are diminutive fairy folk based pretty directly on their in real life mythological counterparts. Um, They are very similar, but strikingly different creatures from each other. Uh, Though this varies throughout the additions in 5e, pixies and sprites are considered to be cousin species. Okay. Calling either creature a fairy, I think, would be a fair thing to do. But technically speaking, um, I think the term fairy is actually more synonymous with the general term of, like, the fair folk or the fae, you know, in general. Yeah. Basically... A, a fairy extends to the many different beings of the Feywild to a certain extent. Yeah, a fairy would be like saying, I guess, like human in a way, like comparatively to us is what it sounds like. It sounds like it's like one of the Fey, fairy. Right. Like that fairy over there. Like it could be exactly. 
you know, whatever creature. Right. Okay. So let's do, it's like our Feywild episode. What was that? Episode 14 or something like that? That was a long oh, time dude, ago. Oh, dude, it was so long ago. So let's do a quick uh, Feywild overview. Yeah. Um, the Feywild, also known as the Plane of Fairy, is one of the two planes of existence that exists as a parallel or echo to the Prime Material Plane. Um, basically, this means that they are inherently connected and can't exist without each other. Um, as an echo of the Prime, the Feywild is similar geographically to, to the Prime World, but not identical. The, the Feywild is a more extreme, vibrant, and magical reflection of the mundane world. So um, it, it's a place of everlasting twilight, of beautiful verdant landscapes, glittering fairy lights, and it's a place of song, and it's a place of wonder. Where a volcano exists in the prime material plane, uh, a mountain topped with brilliant red crystals as tall as skyscrapers sits in the Fey. Where, oh, nice. Yeah, where a muddy river flows in the prime, a roaring, majestic rapids of crystal clean water rushes in the Feywild. Dope, okay. Um, arcane magic here runs more freely and powerfully. Um, it practically permeates the air that you breathe. All creatures of the Fey are gifted magically, um, probably just because there's just so much magic uh, in, in the plane itself. They're just bathing in it. It's like the radiation out there. Right. Um, it's also, as beautiful as it is, it's also a terribly dangerous place. Uh, time and distance do not function logically here, and uh, it's very easy to become lost in the Fey. So when you say it's dangerous, you mean for uh, like a mortal? It's dangerous in general. For I mean, the Fae also? obviously, like with the Fey, it's way less dangerous for a couple reasons. Number one, all Fey have certain amounts of magical affinity, so that's you know they're a, a power level above your regular farm boy John out there. You know, yeah, in true. the real world, true. Um, but also because they are Fey and they are Fey minded. They understand the nonsensical intricacies of how to navigate the world of the Fae, where a human might, or any humanoid from the mundane world, might haplessly do something to put their life in danger without realizing it. Even the terrain out there, if, as I understand it, mm -hmm. can be like changing in some places. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, so maybe someone more familiar with the area and with those magical powers might be able to navigate something like that easily yeah. while a mortal creature would get lost. Um, spoilers for Name of the Wind, just to give an example of like a human haplessly doing something. Oh, to dude, get it's in my only, it is my, it was, is almost my singular reference for Fey stuff now, besides our episodes. It's, it's got a lot of great stuff in there for it's sure. It's so much good stuff. But there's a in scene. Wise Man's Fear, really. Yeah, there's a scene in the, I'll try and be unspoilery as possible. There's a scene in the Fey where a human wanders haplessly into this dark region of the Fey and he uh, causes. A specific type of noise that like stirs some like dark entity that you don't get to see and he's only rescued by a much older ancient fabian that knows the secrets of hiding from these things so it's stuff like that yeah uh where was i um uh, oh yeah so losing yourself in the fey you know it's it's very easy to do and um those lucky enough to find their way back to the prime may discover that a decade has passed in their absence, even though they only experienced a few days' time. So it's wonky stuff like that. It's like, oh, I, I spent a few days in the Fey, and then you come back, oh, God, it's been 10 years. Or it could be 10 minutes, right? As a, like time can slip in either yeah, direction. It could, or it could be like uh, Chronicles of Narnia, where you know they go in and they spend 10 years in Narnia, and they come back and it's been 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, or like right. even they go into Narnia and it's been like a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh no, <laughs> right. oh thank God that Aslan is still alive. <laughs> right, you know. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, beings that dwell in the Feywild are considered to be Fey creatures, like pixies and sprites, which we're going to get to eventually, I swear. Uh, Fey creatures <laughs> are as wide and varied, whimsical, magical, wild, dangerous, and strange as the very land they dwell in. 
Um, they are alien-minded creatures in an alien world. Their concepts of morality and logic tend to be incongruous and at times nonsensical. Super bonkers. Um, yeah. Furthermore, they tend to be quite powerful compared to your average mortal. Again, we talked about the inherent magic powers. Uh, this combination of sheer unfamiliarity plus the fact that they're more powerful than your, your general mortal uh, can spell disaster for a hapless human who comes into contact with the fair folk. Right. And the last thing I'm going to say about the Fae is a quote from uh, Patrick Rothfuss, again, writer of Name of the Wind. And uh, I love this quote. I think it's a really apt way to describe the difference between those of the Fae and those of the Prime. I have heard people say that men in the Fae are as different as dogs and wolves. While this is an easy analogy, it is far from true. Wolves and dogs are only separated by a minor shade of blood. Both howl at night. If beaten, both will bite. No, our people and theirs are as different as water and alcohol. In equal glasses, they look the same. Both liquid, both clear, both wet after a fashion, but one will burn and one will not. This has nothing to do with temperament or timing. These two things are profoundly, fundamentally not the same. The same is true with humans and the Fae. We forget it at our peril. So that being said, we're actually going to talk about some of the least dangerous and most benign Fae there are. So let's get into it. Yeah. So even though 5e pixies and sprites are different creatures, um, originally the word uh, sprite was an umbrella term for many fairy-like creatures, including sea sprites, grigs, atomies, uh, nixies, and pixies. So pixies were, all pixies were sprites, but not all sprites were pixies. God, it's like the arcane focus. It's like the arcane focus. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the arcane, what's um, the other one? Arcane focus and arcane... Spellcasting focus. Spellcasting so focus and arcane focus. All arcane focuses is. are spellcasting focuses, <laughs> but not all spellcasting focuses are arcane focuses. I could chant that to myself to sleep every Indeed, night, and you. I still would be confused by it. There you go. <laughs> um, so this this idea of kind of like the categorization between pixies and sprites was true between 2nd edition and all the way up to 4E. But 5E ends up doing something interesting by splitting the concept of the pixie and twain. Uh, making the shyer, more whimsical side of them into pixies and the more purposeful and fierce side of them into sprites. Uh, but this also kind of matches how they originally were in first edition, so it's not like it's really a 5e original idea. More like a, a really, really far call, a callback, if you will. Mm. So let's go. Let's talk about pixies. Okay. I'm ready, man. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. It's been nine minutes and I haven't told you what a pixie is. Oh, before we start, though, we'll, yes, yeah. let's just... Let's talk about pixies. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so pixies are tiny fae humanoids that stand anywhere from six inches to two feet tall, depending on the edition you're playing um, or the lore you've chosen to use. Um, they resemble diminutive elves with vibrant gossamer wings similar to in shape to a butterfly or dragonfly. Um, though they have pointed ears like an elf, their faces are a bit more rounded and childlike compared to elves. Um, they array themselves in elegant gowns and tunics made of spider silk, acorns, leaves, and pelts of tiny woodland critters. Uh, their wings shine luminous and bright as a full moon, and as they fly, they trail a sparkling shower of glowing pixie dust. So this is Tinkerbell. This is Tinkerbell. Okay. Tinkerbell is definitely a pixie. It's your textbook but, stuff. But with the attitude of a sprite, which we'll get into later. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> um, they dwell in deep forests and hidden grottos far from any kind of civilization. They're very shy. But they're also very mischievous and playful. Mm. Um, and they're also wise cultivators of nature. So they're pretty multifaceted, really. Okay. Uh, they coax flowers to grow and sparkle with summer dew. They rouse buds in the springtime. They etch patterns of frost in winter ponds. And they color the leaves with blazing hues in the autumn. It's said that they invented honey and sold that knowledge to the bees. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's said that they taught birds to fly and sing. 
some say that the Pixies perform these deeds dutifully, but the truth is that Pixies do these things so reliably because they love to do these things. Uh, a naturally fun-loving, mis mischievous, and ex excitable species, Pixies always do as they wish. Um, there's no game they will not play, and there's no revelry they will decline. Oh, no. Uh, so they're very joyous. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they're just very joyous, very happy. They're, they're just out there having fun. They're having super. They're yes men. They're super yes men, yes. <laughs> they frolic in sunlight, they sing in the rain, and they dance beneath moon and stars. Okay. They are a rather restless bunch with an insatiable curiosity, which leads them to be some of the most relentless tricksters and pranksters in all the realms. Okay. Uh, but before we get into that, there is a bit of an origin story that 4E presents that I really, really love. And this is a great example of Sometimes I fucking love it when 4E really defines things because I'm like, oh, this is a cool story. Well, yeah, they're, they're pretty hit and miss. With, they've, either, mm -hmm. uh, they've either encapsulated us all or they've offended the masses. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. Here, here's your origin of, uh, of Pixies. So once upon a time in the green gold of the dawning world, the Summer Queen gave birth to a beautiful child. No one knew which of the Archfey was the child's father and the Summer Queen refused to say. Powerful Archfey of the Court of Stars gathered around her so that each in turn might bestow a gift on the new Fey royalty, for each believed the child was his own. The first gift came from the child's mother, the gift of whimsy, so that like the warm winds of summer, she might roam wherever she pleased. But whimsy needs a course and a direction, lest it give way to the destruction of storms, said the Sea Lord, who believed the child was his own. As young rivers play upon the land before maturing into the great wide sea, so shall the child play. And he bestowed the gift to play on the Fey child. Then Orin, the Green Lord, who also believed the child was his own, said, Like the frivolous waters, play can overreach its bounds and wreck the labor of others. So I give this child the gift of care. As young seeds are nurtured in the earth that bounds the rivers and the sea, so shall the child care for all things green and alive. The Prince of Frost, who knew the child to be his sister, only laughed at the other Archfey. By her silence does the Summer Queen have us doing her bidding for the sake of a child whose providence we will never know, he said. And so laughter is my gift to the child. Laughter is the north wind's breath that elevates the spirit in the face of those who would channel, bind, or control it. So the child was blessed with the four gifts of the quarter, star, the quarter stars had bestowed upon her, whimsy, play, care, and laughter. But after the others had departed, the child's true father secretly appeared beside her gossamer cradle. And then Coralon, lord of arcane magic, blessed his daughter with the gift of wonder that is the purest form of magic so that she and all her descendants should ever retain their childlike spirits. Oh, man. And this has been... Is that it? That's it. And this has been... <laughs> Fay Gospel in Will's Story Corner. <laughs> I just love how Coraline comes out. It was me the whole time. I like fucking Coraline. I watched them bestow all those gifts, and you're not even theirs. You're mine. But here you go, babe. All right, let's take a short rest. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about, that last thing we were talking about. We're talking about this thing that we've talked about before that we saved for this part of the episode to talk about. Will, what is it, buddy? Let's talk about some Patreon people. Indeed. Uh, thank you, Patreon people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was expecting that. Thank you, Justin Johnson. Thanks, Justin. Uh, thank you, Jack Brenmer. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back, Jack. Welcome. Uh, well, he's well, been, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back kind. to this level of the tower, Jack Bremner. <laughs> Indeed. You've you've <laughs> pledged your loyalty even further. Uh, um, and thank you, Joshua, our mate. Mate. Thank you, Joshua. Mate. Meta. That's the three J's. We got Justin, Jack, and Josh. Just, 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 just pledge. That's the moral <laughs> of today's story. Is come to our Patreon and check out all that sweet bonus content. Check out the sweet exclusive mugs. Check out Flashbang and the Surgeon. Check out all the early episodes that you get. And uh, hello, Patreon people. You're getting this one an additional week early, and mm-hmm. the next one. Spoilers uh, for the next one. Indeed. Uh, and it's because it's my birthday, and I'm going on vacation. So thanks, Will, for being here to help record early. No problem. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got a contest to talk we about. We have a contest so to talk, talk about. about it. Um, uh, everybody start, uh, do their reps and make sure you track it on your fitness tracker. And I no, need the person no, with the most, the most no. thick arms gets the, gets the victory. <laughs> the, the thickest the, arms. Th- you thick? Okay, no, no. Do you con- even lift, bro? <laughs> it's that dragon pumping the 2G20s on a barbell? Mm-hmm, yeah. I've seen that, yeah. That's y'all so right now. So the contest is we're giving away a <laughs> copy of Descent into Avernus, the newest d book coming out in September. And it actually looks really good. I'm really excited to get it myself. And the way you enter the contest to win this book is by sharing an episode of Super Quest Saga, which is our D&D 5e live play. I've seen a lot of people actually share the Dungeon Cast, and I've had to correct them. No, no, share Super Quest Saga, That's happening on Instagram, too. Get it together, (laughs) y'all. Get it together. I'm counting all these entries, but, like, share Super Quest Saga because it's super dope. Right. And uh, if you share it on Twitter, just hashtag SuperQuest and I'll catch it. And if you're sharing it somewhere else, you can uh, send a screenshot to either the at gmail.com or to, to our Twitter, Instagram to let one of us know. And we'll go ahead and enter you into the contest. Um, and on September 1st, we're going to announce our winner. So, yeah, share our live play. We're trying to, to grow the audience for our live play D&D game. And uh, you have a chance to win. Find that Instagram post. It's got the Descent to Avernus stuff on Instagram. And you can comment. Uh, comment. Recommend SuperQuest Saga and tag two people 
recommend Super Quest Saga. You can recommend the Dungeon Cast too, honestly, but like recommend Super Quest Saga. Um, Back that to being so well, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've returned. Indeed we have. We've returned. Indeed we have. So we're back and we're talking about Pixies and Sprites. Uh, I we're still feel the power of the podcast. Oh, we're still I, have, I have one thing to say before we get okay. going. I'm sorry Go for interrupting no, you. It's okay. But I didn't get to say it because I wanted the episode to flow. I just picture like one Sprite just like really jized to be where they're at and a bunch of little bees in suits walking up with some briefcases like... They have the money. They un- they undo yeah. the briefcase. And Give they're like, secret. now tell us your secrets. <laughs> and she's like, I picture Pixies as girls most of the time, could probably because yeah. Tinkerbell, but like, and she's like, just has like a little scroll she rolls out. She's like, here you go. <laughs> the secret of honey. Yeah, secret of honey. That's pretty hilarious. I like that. <laughs> they're like hidden under like a <clears throat> mushroom or whatever. Uh, so okay. <laughs> despite, <laughs> yeah, no problem. So despite all their playfulness and whimsy, which we'll get into, um, Pixies are also quite shy, so there's a, a little bit of a mixture there. Mm-hmm. And so when and if outsiders tread within uh, a Pixie Sullivan home, um, Pixies are so naturally shy as to hide themselves behind natural cover and use their ability to turn invisible. But their curiosity is so strong that they can't help themselves but to study their visitor from afar and play harmless tricks upon them to gauge their temperaments and their reactions. Uh, they might tie a person's bootstrings together or create illusions of strange creatures or treasures to lure their victims off their path. Um, hostile or angry actions will cause the pixies to either flee or to continue their pranking, uh, while good-natured reactions might embolden a pixie to reveal themselves and guide a traveler to safety or even invite them to a feast. Interesting. So they're pretty hot and cold there. Yeah. <laughs> so though pixies are known for their many magical abilities of illusion and enchantment, they are probably most known for... Uh, the magic of the pixie dust that falls in their wake. Um, a mere sprinkle of dust is said to grant the power of flight. Uh, possibly it can be used to confuse a creature hopelessly or to even send a foe into a magical slumber. Oh. Um, because of this, wizards and monsters of a less than scrupulous manner seek out pixies to capture and steal their dust. <laughs> I'm here to steal your dust. Now fly. Dude, there's this amazing scene in Your Highness where the evil wizard Lazar is like, he's talking I, I don't even know who he's talking to but he like grabs a pixie out of the air and then he like smashes in his hand and snorts it does dust. a line i think you showed me oh, that it's scene so funny. i've done all but watch this movie basically thanks to you <laughs> <laughs> me and kiki were talking about tdc plays i fucking love that movie okay. dude i can imagine like Sater boys like going after the uh like they're shaking oh, yeah. bushes and stuff and one of them's got like a, one of them's got fix. like a sack yeah Oof. and they're just like running behind it <laughs> Give me your dust. All right, boys, I got what we need. Let's so, go for a fly. So Can any, you fly with the pixie dust? What does um, the pixie dust do? Pixie dust, yeah, it gives you the power of flight. Is that you what you said earlier? Can. Yeah, I did oh, say yeah, that okay. earlier. It's the first thing I said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. So any questions about pixies uh, before we move on to the generalities of sprites? So there are, this is like a, that's probably like a black market item. It's like a pixie in a jar, huh? Like that you can reuse one the of dust. the many one of the many black market items and also unicorn horns and unicorn blood. You're in Diagon Alley and you like fucking find a salt shaker with a fucking pixie in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Very much. Yeah, you, this is the whole thing. That's horrifying. Yes, it is. But it's like very <laughs> dark and evil. But that's the that's the point. Yes, indeed it is. So let's talk about sprites and what makes them different. Okay. So sprites are also diminutive humanoid fae that stand around six inches to two feet tall, depending on the edition and the lore you're using. 
They too look like tiny elves with gossamer insect wings on their backs. But unlike pixies, sprites have the sharp and long facial features reminiscent to elves and other fae rather than the childlike ones that pixies have. Okay, and they taste like lemon lime. Sure. Yeah. God, that's stupid. <laughs> they seem, they, pix, uh, sprites seem to lack the inherent magical abilities of their pixie cousins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the pixie dust and the glowing wings oh, and yeah, spell okay. casting and all that. Um, save for the ability to become invisible and another ability we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so rather than having the whimsical, fun-loving, and mischievous behavior of the cousins, sprites are known to be on the serious, fierce, and zealous side of things. Um, unusual for fake creatures, needless to say. Yeah. Um, they are aggressive and hardy warriors dedicated to protecting forests from interlopers and fighting beings of ill intent. Like little forest paladins, if you will. There is a movie that we are not quoting right now mm. of like little creatures with bows and arrows and stuff like going to war and stuff. Never mind. The borrowers? I don't even know what it is. Mm. I feel like I see the commercials for it sometimes or I used to. This yeah, is a bad thread. I have no thre- idea. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. This is a bad thread of conversation. Let's move Moving on. back. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so like I said, like little forest paladins, sure. if you will. Sure. I like that description. It's apt. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to be overly sullen and a bit harsh in general. And other good, I say good, fae, uh, don't particularly care for sprites. They consider them to be both boring and sour little creatures. Oh, okay. Um, still, sprites are one of the very few fae creatures that are actually truly good and are often allying themselves with other good beings, fae or otherwise. They're just like little jerks about it? They're little jerks about it. Um, they're just a little bit high strung, but God, do they hate evil. <laughs> they hate evil. <laughs> they do. They really hate they, evil. They hate like forest, like evil that affects they hate, the forest. No, they hate evil. Oh, they nice. They hate evil. They're little fucking paladins. Oh, like. hell yeah. <laughs> you need like little, um... <laughs> can you imagine like a fantasy character that you made into like a cyborg? You know how like cyborgs like have like missile packs on their back that are like big rectangles. Yeah. And you just like pull the thread and a bunch of fucking sprites come out of it. Yeah. And you, <laughs> have at thee. Like a big like a big half orc paladin yeah. with a <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be a pretty cool. Sick I actually move. I like that scene. That's a really cool sprite scenario. pack. That's what we'll call it. Indeed. It's a new magic item you heard it here on the Dungeon yeah. Cast. Wait till TM, it shows TM, up TM, on TM, Super, TM, Super TM. West Saga. Oh damn. <laughs> I forgot that's a thing. So sprites dwell in tiny villages built in the boughs of trees or treants even. Uh, often decorated with glowing moss, wildflowers, and toadstools. Here they patrol their territories, armed with little bows. They allow no trespassers whatsoever. Those spotted will be attempted to be lured away by sprites, rustling bushes, or causing noises. Okay. But anyone foolish enough not to heed these warnings will be stung by poison arrows and put to sleep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Sprites have an uncanny magical ability to sense the true nature of a creature by listening to its heart. They can tell if a creature is good or evil. If their hearts beat rapidly with love or <clears throat> or flags with sorrow, or if it is darkened by hate or greed, the truth cannot be masked. This truth cannot be masked by any means whatsoever because the heart cannot lie. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's some Dungeons and Dragons lore that we don't tell you about until <laughs> now on the show. Yeah, you just Your heart up. cannot lie. Your heart can't lie. When you not who you are. <laughs> When you net 20 your insight roll, you're seeing into someone's heart. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so if a sprite judges a creature to be of good heart, they may parlay with the creature and talk out the issue. Sure. Of, Please leave my fucking forest. <laughs> right. Um, if the sprite judges an intruder to be evil, they'll choose either to kill it or drive them out or flee if they're outmatched. Oh, dang. <laughs> Sprite interrogation panel, man. Indeed, that's just the fucking the fucking cops got a team of sprites. Indeed, you're gonna sit in front of the sprites, then we'll see who you really are. You rob that bank, you tell me now. We're gonna sit you in front of the sprites. If they don't like you, they're gonna put you to sleep. Yeah, pretty much. There <laughs> okay. we go. 
So um, back on the, the sleep deal, Sprites are also known for their acumen for brewing powerful potions, poultices, and poisons. Mm -hmm. They know the secrets of the forest and are adept at finding rare magical plants, monsters, and fungi. So uh, pixie poison is, or pixie, sorry, Sprite poisons are often often sought after, or or even more so probably uh, Sprite poultices and healing potions. Right, okay. Because they're like extra potent. That's interesting. Well. Um, <clears throat> this also makes sense if the sprites are dwelling in a treant. Because I don't know if you remember from the treant episode, but the treants are really good at like brewing like magical treant brew that like extends their life. So the yeah. pixies can get their know, hands like, on that. They like squeeze their branch armpits and like, <laughs> so, like yeah. sap comes get out. that sap. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <Okay>. So is, <clears throat> are they living inside of living treants? I mean, in the boughs. Oh, they're like up in the tree. They're yeah, not they're like burrowing. The yeah, because I, I thought yeah. you said something about burrowing inside. No. And I was like, that sounds so uncomfortable that's, for the tree. That sounds horrible. That sounds like like they're uh, inside me. Oh, okay, no, it hurts. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> yeah. No, thank okay. you. All right. So, any questions about sprites before we talk about their uh, stat blocks? Uh, no, 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 no. I want to know the. Um, oh. I really want to know the the save on the arrow really badly. So, just oh, let's yeah. get into the stat. Okay, we'll talk about sprites first. Then. Okay. All right. So. Uh, both these creatures are actually really low on the CR. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They're like a quarter, right? Or they're like half? a quarter. They're both a quarter. And it makes sense because they're so small and fragile. Well, also, like, they're really great for swarms. I mean, they're really great. That's for a swarms. really difficult initiative to track, <clears throat> but it's so much fun. But um, I don't think uh, with the Pixie, especially, it's really an apt challenge rating because uh, you could do some shit with Pixies. As, uh, well, yeah, as, they got those tricky little yeah, abilities. Yeah, which is we, we have a really good example of that in Ranger Danger, which is. Uh, one of our Patreon yes, uh, episodes. Yes, we do. Let's talk about the sprite first. So the sprite, tiny, fey, neutral, good. Uh, armor class 15 if it's dressed in leather armor, which is impressive for such a tiny little guy. They don't need a lot but of I guess leather to make a bunch of armors. I also think, I forget, that AC also takes into account dodging. And so there are... Oh, yeah, like your, de guys. your dexterousness in the armor. You can fly around. Exactly. Man, they have a strength of three. That's a negative four to that stat. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a scale thing. Yeah, I mean, they're tiny. <laughs> What's so. the Tarrasque? Like a 24? No, Tarrasque is like a 32 or something stupid. Is I thought it was like a 26. What? It's not like a 26? No, no, it's like 30. Oh. 30 or higher. Oh, wow, okay. My phone did something weird, but I think everything's okay. It's still recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, phone. Yeah, indeed. Um, so they have a longsword action. I mean, is it really a longsword? <laughs> no. Well, to them, it's I mean, a scale thing it's again. It's more like a needle. <laughs> it's more like a fucking. It, they stole it a fucking out of your thread and your adventures back. It's only a plus two to hit and one slashing damage. It's not even a die. It's not even a d4, my friend. I mean, a plus two to hit on a negative four strength is still that's pretty good for a little. It says thing. reach is five feet. That's just impressive. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, mechanically speaking, you can't have it be less than that. So true. This is true. Um. Their short, short bow attack is much more impressive. Uh, plus six to hit. Um, it only does one piercing damage, and the target must make a DC 10 constitution saving throw or become poisoned for one minute. If its saving throw result is five or lower, the poison target falls unconscious for the same duration or until it takes damage or another creature takes an action to shake it awake. Nice. And then it gets heart sight, which we basically talked about, but I'll read it verbatim. Sprite touches the creature and magically knows the creature's current emotional state. If the target is this like Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy? Where oh she yeah, just touches huh? people. <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> it's weirdo. If the target fails a DC ten charisma saving throw, the sprite also knows the creature's alignment. Uh, celestial fiends and undead automatically fail the saving throw. Alignment, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. We'll have an episode about it. Yeah, it, we will. Invisibility <laughs> is the final one. Uh, sprite magically turns invisible until it attacks or casts a spell, 
or until its concentration ends. Uh, any equipment the sprite wears or carries is invisible with it. So, so that's your sprite. I like this. Uh, I like this creature, creature in a terrain. Like when you are right. when you have guerrilla warfare to this thing's advantage, it oh, is yeah. a dangerous force to be reckoned it's with. True, because you go fall asleep into Feywilds, mm-hmm. and then who knows what's going to happen to your feet? This is they're true. They're going to take your boots, and they're going to lick your skin off. <laughs> Let's talk about pixies. Okay. So pixies also have armor class of 15 uh, for some reason because they ain't wearing leather armor, but they do. Uh, they only have one hit point, though. They're wearing like a thimble or whatever. Yeah. Like I said, only one hit point. Jeez. Uh, strength of two. Still mm. only negative four, mm-hmm. but strength of two. Um, they have a lot more interesting stuff going on, though. So number one, they have magical resistance. The pixie has advantage. On saving throws against spells and other magical effects, um, innate spell casting, the pixie can cast uh, magic with the charisma stat, and they have access to the druidcraft cantrip, confusion, dancing lights, detect evil and good, detect thoughts, dispel magic, entangle, fly, phantasmal force, polymorph, and sleep. That's an impressive spell list. That's an impressive spell list for only a quarter creature. I mean, I understand it's got one HP, so basically it's like, who goes first? I'm doing these spells or I die. But if it goes first and it gets its spells off, you're probably in a pretty bad situation. Yeah, sure. And then furthermore, it has a superior invisibility. Uh, the pixie magically turns invisible until its concentration ends. Um, so it can <laughs> You just can't be- even see me. You can yeah. see me less it now. It can pretty much become invisible as long as it wants. Sure. But, um, Yeah. It does not have an actual attack, though. Like, pixies are so, um, what's the word? Of, uh, uh, they're like, uh, pacifists. Yeah, they're so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, averse to, to violence. Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, they just, they just will not fight. They'll cast spells to defend themselves, but they're running, period, end of story. Sure, okay. So, They, yeah. they should really add, like, pocket sand, where the pixie just, like... <laughs> pocket sand. Just, like, scratches their pocket arm. Dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just um, throws, hits them in the eyes. With that being said, do you have any questions about pixies or sprites? My eyes are flying away. <laughs> uh, no. It's a horror show. <laughs> the Faye is a horror... My eyes! The Faye is a horror show, man. The, it's Faye got, is a horror It's got show. the fantastic stuff, for sure, but mm-hmm. the, the negative stuff that lives in the Faye is so fucking... Wa- it has that same alien nature as all this like fun, fantastic, familiar stuff. Yeah, whimsical and blah blah blah. And then this like the evil burning side of that is just so like that's what I really liked about uh, the books Rothfuss wrote is he oh. does a really good job at showing <laughs> um, the duality in all things. Yeah, he definitely makes the Faye fucking scary. It's horrifying. <laughs> it is absolutely horrifying. Just yeah. even even just Bass. Is yeah, Bass. Like, Bass is a little badass. He yeah, <laughs> I, I, he's he's a very he be gradually sorry for spoilers on this, but he gradually becomes more and more terrifying of a character. This is true in his like joys and his sorrows. Like his his all over the place attitude about everything is like so he it's it's very perfect. Blue orange morality. Yeah, he has a, where, he's an inherent. La- no, I, I, I don't even think lack of morality is it because there's things he gets outraged by. No, yeah, he, yeah. He's, it's just he's his morality codes. is really shifted and in, in different from normal people. Right, he, he has different values, Indeed. and some of that's what you were saying about like when you go into the Fae, don't forget that this is different shit. It's exactly. easy. It's easy to because they have faces and they talk and speak to you, and, they, and everything's they, beautiful and yes. seems nice on the surface. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a dangerous. It's a horror place. show. <laughs> Indeed, it's definitely a horror show. 
And with that being said, we're going to call it again. No, we're not. We're going <laughs> to have a we're we're gonna get ready for a long rest. rest. And in this long rest, we're going to talk about TDC Plays, the video game channel where we here at the Dungeoncast sit around and play some video games. And if you like us, or you like video games, you probably would like the channel. So you should click the link in the description, subscribe, like, comment, and all that stuff. We'd and appreciate check, it a lot. Yeah, and watch us play uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. Watch us play Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I should have an episode up by the time this airs. Oh, yeah. I nice. Think. Watch us get... play uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Smash Sunday. Watch me play Mega Man X. <laughs> and next time I record, it'll be at the right frame rate to capture the tornado effect because I'm just a learning boy. <laughs> and with that being said, we will call it a game. All right. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.